bullshit, it's all just um gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A A S. This shit is Trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey everybody, welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about the week in politics like we're talking about reality TV. And we are officially alcohol free until our live show in Atlanta mm. on November 20th. It's three weeks away, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, now I would have said sober meow meow, but we did end up doing mushrooms on Halloween. We did. But hey, we didn't drink. We did not. We did not. Was it hard for you not to drink? Um, well, you know, on Halloween, that's sort of a holiday time. Yeah, I would like to have had a, you know, a butter beer of some kind or some sort of. Yeah, of course. But doing the mushrooms, really nothing else existed at the, yeah. after a certain amount of time. You know what I mean? Yeah. The mushrooms get you fucked up. And they <laughs> and it's a slow burn. It's a slow burn because you don't even know it's happening. And then it's happening. And then it's woo. We recorded it all for the Patreon because we went into a haunted house. Mm -hmm. Now, we have played before from the Patreon episode, um, Tom Christofferson, Mm -hmm. where you did whippets. Yes, I did do live whippets on camera. I don't know. What do you say? On microphone. (laughs) Yeah. On the microphone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this time we were like, we're going to do the mushrooms. We're going to go out. We can't drink. We're going to walk around. We're going to look at the decorations. Mm-hmm. We're going to record it all for the Patreon with our mobile recorder. The audio is that of a mobile <laughs> recorder. It's gamey. But you know what? We were we had to hit the streets on foot mm-hmm. and live our best lives. Yep. And the thing with mushrooms is that now I did do mushrooms uh, with my mom, Pam, on New Year's Eve Y2K. Mm-hmm. For fear something um, catastrophic would happen, and of course nothing did. Literally nothing happened. It's always a good excuse to do, do to do street drugs when you think something catastrophic is going to happen, but of course it never will. And, and it never it never did. It never has. Yeah. It's like you know what? I need to take three full Xanaxes before I fly, just in case. Right. And then nothing happens, and it's like, well, but if it had, thank God, you know. Yeah. If it had, thank God, and if there was a tsunami coming. All the pills in the home. I mean, what do you do? I mean, really? Well, the thing with mushrooms and anyone who's done them can attest. You always end up doing another stem when you <laughs> might not have needed yeah, to. Right. But you're waiting for them to kick in. Yeah. Then and of course, then me and Mama are like, let's rock into another <laughs> half stem. We'll split a stem. We'll split a cap. Yes. And then we were done for. I mean... Yeah, it, it 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 was it was a slow burn into a long haul. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it was, but it sure was fun. I mean, so we have a clip of going through the haunted house. Yes. If anyone's interested, we did we did it for our Halloween Patreon. It's called Mushroom Bangs. It's there <laughs> if you want to join. If not, you can listen to a free episode. You can go to our website, julianbrandy.com. There's a link to the free episode. There's a link to the free episode in the description of this podcast. This episode is not free, but we're going to give you a little tidbit of our of our haunted house fun. Oh, good God. Oh, my God. I hope we see you <laughs> the other end. Oh, my God. I can't. I'm already so tense. Trigger okay. warning. I'm going to be screaming a lot. Meow, meow. Come on. We're supposed to stick with them. No, don't leave us. I want to be with the baby. I want to be with the baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to relax. I have to stay with you guys because I'm not going to scare the baby. I'm like talking to strangers. It's Jack the fucking Ripper. I told you. There's the graveyard. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. No, no. Wow. 
Was he spraying something on us? Oh my god! <laughs> oh shit. I'm scared now. But I think it's. Do you ever scream? Oh, gross. No. No, I never scream. And there was people in front of us with a child, and I just like hovered with them like I was part of their family, even during Corona. <laughs> They're doing full acting. Oh, full acting. Too. <laughs> That's he's so close to me there. <laughs> so close. Keep grinding. Oh my gosh, no, 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 that thing's gonna get you. <laughs> oh, I said ew. Yeah. Yeah. No, because I get no. I get annoyed, sir. No, stop I get annoyed because there was a guy in the plague mask that was following me, and I was like, "Ew!" Nah. But you didn't even see him, and of course, I'm, Until the, I'm bitter I that back. you're getting you're behind me. I have to lead because right. they jump out at you. But I would have hate to be behind too because they come up behind you. Yeah, they come up behind it and realize they were going to come up behind you. So I turn that will really. This was lightweight. I know it was lightweight, and I know in a more intense situation, I would, I would, hope scream, you would scream. Or get mad. I would definitely swear. You know what I mean? You were trying to keep your blood pressure down so that you didn't, like, punch someone in the face. Yes. Because if someone gets too close, I will... I'm afraid of my myself. Of, yeah. of hurting... Of punching someone. Yeah. For sure. And I walk in on a level 10. I come in hot. I'm so tense. I'm already <laughs> jumping. And there's just... Because they put statues and, like, inanimate objects everywhere. But I've been down that road before. You can't kid a kid or, like... They like to make it look fake. And then it jumps and scares you. Right. Right. I think there's two react. I think there's the the people like to go through that who like to feel scared and that adrenaline and you end up like when I watched you you were like you were like attached to the wall your hands were inside to your own self like people like are like oh, oh like it's fun like it's your hands are in you in yeah. you here like at your chest I'm like hands out like nothing's gonna fucking touch me <laughs> and if it does i'm gonna attack it you know what i mean and, like that and by the way the people that work there who are just regular people yeah just regular people they are well aware like they probably take a course where it's like see this guy if he's walking <laughs> with his hands out don't fuck with this guy yeah how do they not get hurt i don't i, I, think I truly don't understand they can tell the people that aren't going to lash out like at knoxbury farm and blub and all you know there's full-on men going through there who have to lose their minds i don't think so i think they walk through like totally toppy and like big guys are just walking mm. calmly and the people are like i don't want to mess with that oh, guy oh yeah and then they see some dumb bitch like me he's like and they're like Rawr! and they keep doing it and it's like i try not to be a thirst bucket <sighs> going through but it was so great it was very short very it fun. was all of the money went to like the burbank animal shelter yep. we both gave 20 bucks yep. i would have given 100 just to know it was two minutes long it was like perfect <laughs> perfect amount of time yeah, it was the perfect amount of time. Because it's exhausting. It's exhausting. Had I gone further, I don't know. I mean. And you weren't even yelling or anything, but you were exhausted, right? Because you were so alert. Yeah, because I'm alert and I'm like, it's like on the plane when you have your shoes on. You're like ready to ready to get in a fight with the with the hijacker. Hey, and especially now on the planes, you are literally, when we fly to Atlanta, <laughs> you are going to need to bring your combat boots. You're going to have to wear a shirt that says security. Like, let's make you kind of look like a like a security guard yeah, of sorts or a yeah, cop. Yeah. So that nobody fucks with us because you're already you're already hungry for a fight at all times. Yeah. Like living. Mm -hmm. So if some dumb bitch tries to, like, go off on, like, this flight attendant, oh, you're going to no. be like, I'm going to get arrested. Yeah. For fighting another I'm passenger. Definitely going to get yeah. arrested. I mean, and I know this even I can even I'm 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 I'm, I'm, I'm being rational. I'm in my right mind. I know I don't want to get arrested. I don't want to get in a fight. But when I see that stuff on TV, I go feel insane. I feel insane with violence. I can't believe what's happening on planes. I can't really either. can't. It's it's and it's just indicative <sighs> of what's going on in society. You know, what agreed. I mean? It's just of crazy. course. And to any flight attendant out there, and I have like a couple, you know, close friends in my life that do that. It's like, I'm just my advice is be fake. We're just all kind of the, the niceties have gone out the window. Yeah. And I don't blame flight attendants. But at this point, if you're not coming up like, sir, OK, I would <laughs> you couldn't catch me dead. Tell someone to put their mask on. If I were no. a flight attendant right now, I'd be like, keep it off, bitch. I'd rather get COVID <laughs> than get punched in the face. They, some guy broke a woman's nose. 
I, would, I, I, I don't even know what to say about I that. Either. I mean, it's one thing when it's men and men and women and women and you can gender whatever me all day. Yeah. But a man is going to get up consciously with the intent to go. He It wasn't even like she hit him and then he hit her back. He got up from his seat walked to the back and punched a woman in the face twice. Twice. The fact that n- people didn't murder him i don't understand how he did that and people didn't kick the shit out of him on that plane limb from limb well i can't believe not one man this is where i go i'm all for fucking whatever but the fact that this is man's job right here this is a man's job you better beat the shit out of that fucking guy and he was how dare you nobody touched him no one touched him like no like no so you somebody i'm a flight attendant right now someone has their mask off i say good for you would you we're not allowed to serve (laughs) alcohol do you want some i mean i'm those people i'm extra nice but we will be in Atlanta, November 20th, the show is at 3 p.m. at the Red Light Cafe, mm-hmm. which is like, I guess, Midtown, downtown. We don't know what it's called, but it's in a cool <laughs> area. Yeah. And we're so stoked. And we got we have a drag queen going to do Sweet Transvestite. We have <sighs> Landon yes. who's going to sing the opening song. Yes. We've got Ken Hood and Richard doing Gay Guys and Their Feelings. Yep. And we have Dr. Jackie from Married to Medicine mm. as our special guest. And I'm here. And they, w- the rumor is, rumor <laughs> has it, they're going to be filming mm-hmm. the show for Married to Medicine. Mm-hmm. So we are here to let you guys know we're starting Married to Medicine from the very first episode. We are already damn near through season two. We're almost on season three. It's a quick watch. You can have it on. You can finish all seven series. You can catch up to now. Mm-hmm. You can finish all seven seasons and catch yourself up to now. I would say in within a week. Absolutely. And if you don't want, we do some fast forwarding. There's like, whatever. You do it how you do it. Some people like to watch every second. Some people like to right. absorb the everything, you know. No, no, we no, can. We're not watching we can like do a some... charity dog event and shit unless the shit goes down. Here's we can tell. Yeah, we're, the, there's certain things we're not going to do. A. Not watching your sexy lingerie party. B, no. not watching you talk about how you're whatever dating and sex. No, that's been the we know how it ends. Oh, what about the sexy shoot for the husband? We're not doing the sexy shoot no. for the husband. You know, we're not watching Yolanda, your book, your we, sexy book. Yeah, we had to do it with Yolanda no. and they were divorced a month later. That's right. No. We're the the some of the the, the general themes right. we're just not gonna do. We're here for the fights. We're here for the storylines. We had to meet the characters and we're loving them all. Of course, we love Dr. Jackie Mm because that's our girl who's on our show. We can't (laughs) like, you know what? Get in. Get in. Mm -hmm. Johnny McGovern is doing it with us. Yep. All all the cool kids are doing married to medicine. You know what I mean? It's like (laughs) it's 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 an institution on Bravo. And we are so grateful, thankful, blessed medicinized by the whole (laughs) fucking thing we couldn't be happier that she's on the show oh my god it's amazing so get your tickets right now because there's very limited space available go to julianbrandy.com and you will see a link to how you get the tickets it's very easy very fast we'll also put the link to get the tickets in the description of this podcast yes so if you just want to scroll down it should be there oh i can't wait i can't wait to talk to talk to jackie and get us your pictures for the Drug Den Bulletin Board. If you think you're going, we want to know what you look like. We have a meet and greet after. Mm-hmm. It's all free. People mm-hmm. charge for the meet and greets. Mm-hmm. We don't. So That's right. Um, we do have a limited amount of time, though, because yes. that space, every space in Atlanta is booked to the fucking gills. <laughs> yeah, there's and that, like four shows yeah. in every space. So, Okay. Now we interrupt our regularly scheduled JoJo and Kiki to debut our new favorite segment, Nance Pelosi is a badass bitch. That bitch bad. That bitch bad as fuck. 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 Ain't shit you could do. That bitch bad as fuck. That bitch bad as fuck. That bitch bad as fuck. Ain't shit you could do. That bitch bad as fuck. 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 This is our long-awaited and much-anticipated new segment called Nance Pelosi is a Badass Bitch. Over the last four years, we have become obsessed with the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. And though we thought it wasn't possible, that obsession has grown even deeper since JoJo and Kiki got into office. 
Nance Pelosi is a tried and true advocate for women, and with the presence of Kamala Harris next to her, at the podium behind her good friend for many years, <laughs> Joe Biden, mm -hmm. Nancy Pelosi has seemed unfucking stoppable. Mm -hmm. She doesn't need to pander to the press. She doesn't need to pander to AOC or the progressives. She can come to the table confidently as Speaker of the House with her record, and she can negotiate legitimately and respectfully with each of the individual caucuses, mm -hmm. as well as the two shit fuck fake Democrat senators <laughs> who are holding everything up with Biden's agenda and the stupid fucking press. Yeah. During Trump, she was in a no-win situation, having to negotiate between the progressive and moderate wings of the party while dealing with the shit-stirring press and also the Republicans who controlled the House for the first two years. She did great and we loved her, but it's really now that her true status as a legend and an icon are shining through. The bitch is 81 years old and there is no one we look up to more than her. As women and as people, the thought of still being a mentor and a role model at 81 is just goddamn unheard of. She's absolute pinnacles in every way. Nance Pelosi is a badass bitch and never was it more evident than in the infrastructure negotiations that she's been having for the last four months. And on Thursday, it all culminated in a press conference where she laid out the framework of a bill that appears to be supported by all of the Democrats in Congress. Finally, which, by the way, is the only way anything can pass. Every single Democrat needs to sign on. And according to this press conference, they have. <laughs> right. So, as of now, it's only the framework for the human infrastructure bill. The bipartisan physical infrastructure bill, which they call BIF, is completely written and has been passed by the Senate. That bill is roads and bridges and water systems and Wi-Fi. And that is sitting in the House waiting to be passed, which it will be right alongside the human infrastructure bill once it's written. All the Warren caucuses and douchebags got together and laid the terms of their shitty lobbyist dark money financers on the table. And then Nance Pelosi gathered the heads of all the individual committees in the House and they worked out a framework that would satisfy the two loudest and most corrupt Democratic congresspeople, Joe Mandouche and Kirsten Jizama. So what's... Virginia Senator Joe Manchin is owned by the coal industry, so he didn't want coal regulation or climate taxation. Kirsten Cinema is owned by the corporate lobby and the uber-rich Republican donors to her campaign, so she refused to vote for taxing the rich and raising corporate taxes. They also both took issue with the price tag of the entire bill for no other reason than just that it was a way to force the Democrats to remove at least half of the significant legislation. And unfortunately, that is exactly what happened. Now, other than climate, the bill mostly benefits young families with children. And many could argue even climate provisions mostly benefit the young people who will inherit the planet and the parents of said young people who shouldn't be able to sleep at night knowing their kids will be living on a scorched earth. So again, the whole bill is basically for young parents with kids. But we are here for it all day, every day. And we have been, even though we will see none. That is none of the benefits. So let's listen to Nance Pelosi getting her life at the press conference <laughs> about how the Build Back Better human infrastructure plan is going to help women with children and families. Thank you very much for accommodating the excitement that we had this morning with the visit of the President of the United States, uh, <laughs> a president with a big vision for America, and he came to speak to us about how he saw things now, presenting a framework about... Uh, building that better with women. Uh, I, I've said over and over again, the provisions in the bill are about children learning, parents earning. And that means with universal pre-K and child care, with home health care, with child care tax credit and all the rest, uh, that it is a liberation for women to be able to pursue their careers, help uh, take care of their families, uh, while their children and their family members are cared for. Oh, so in a nutshell, what Nance Pelosi is talking about is and what Jojo and Kiki are calling, quote, the most transformative investment in children and caregiving in generations, end quote. Now, this piece of the Build Back Better agenda will save everyday American families more than half of what they are currently spending on child care by giving two years of free preschool to every three and four year old in the entire country and by extending the expanded child tax credit. Now, 
Additionally, this piece of the Build Back Better agenda will expand access to high quality home care for our senior population and for people with disabilities. And that piece is so important. Like, no one wants to give the seniors their dental. No one wants to help the seniors. No one wants to help disabled people. And so, like, I'm sorry. We need to take care of our elderly people and disabled people. Okay, so there are three major components to the Build Back Better human infrastructure bill. The first is the caregiving component that you just mentioned. The second kind of takes that concept and builds on it with what the White House is calling the biggest expansion of affordable health care in a decade. Mm. So first, it's going to reduce premiums for more than 9 million mm. Americans wow. by extending the premium tax credit. Next, it's going to give access to Obamacare to 4 million uninsured people in states that locked them out of Medicaid. I'm sure we could fucking guess which states. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even want to look sure. it up. I don't even want to know. It's like, it's just so dicky. So leave it to JoJo and Kiki and Nance Pelosi and the progressives to be like, oh, you're going to lock people out of Medicaid? Texas, we're going to expand Obamacare so that it accepts more people so that people who've been locked out of Medicaid can get Obamacare now. God. And last but not least, it's going to expand Medicare to allow older Americans to get coverage for hearing memo. Oh, so I need that. So fucking <laughs> awesome. We do wish it included dental, but it's a start. I mean, hearing aids are so important. Mm -hmm. And we can blame Kirsten Jisma and Joe Douchebin the next time Julie cracks her tooth eating popcorn <laughs> and can't afford to get it fucking fixed because dent because dental's not in there. Oh, I'll be blaming them for every thing okay uh, that is right let's uh let's look at the third component that is being held as the largest effort to combat climate change in american history this part of the bill will cut greenhouse gas pollution by well over one gigaton in 2030 it's going to reduce consumer energy costs give future generations cleaner air and water it'll create hundreds and thousands of high quality jobs and it will advance environmental justice by investing in a 21st century clean energy economy this includes buildings transportation industry electricity agriculture and smart climate practices across all of the country including the land including the water let's hear nance pelos get into it what we talked about that was the fact that if any one of these features were in a bill that we were taking up in the congress if we were taking up the child care pieces of this and the home health care pieces of it, it would be historic, big, nearly a trillion dollars, children learning, parents earning, caring <laughs> for our loved ones at home and respecting those who do so. Second piece on the health care, this one is particularly uh, meaningful to me because of the Affordable Care Act. Uh, the Affordable Care Act has been expanded of course, to, to make it stronger, but also to include uh, the, young, the people who were not covered in the states that did not expand Medicaid. We don't expand Medicaid. We expand the Affordable Care Act to um, enable those folks to have, Genius. Uh, those mm -hmm. families to have access to the Affordable Care Act. If that were the only thing we were doing in this legislation, it would be transformational, transformative and cause for celebration. But so on no. the health side, uh, there are many aspects to it, but that one is make, makes a drastic difference. And then when we go to the third bucket, climate, well, as one who has, when I was speaker first time, I cl the climate issue, well, for a long time has been my flagship issue, but at that time, I uh, formed a select committee on climate, and uh, we got good things with President Bush in Who terms knew? of an energy bill, but not a climate <laughs> hey, bill. Hey, uh, you know, you got to give credit where credit's due. In the Senate, that was when President Obama was president, and then we moved on to the. We uh, at the same time we're doing the health issue, but it was uh, then uh, so important. Now drastic and urgent, short fuse uh, on the well-being of our planet. And so in this bill, I mean, imagine a half a trillion dollars in this framework that the president discussed, a half a trillion dollars, both in tax credits and, and outlays of what we need to do uh, to protect the planet for the children. I, I mean, who knew that the climate was Nance Pelosi's flagship issue? Didn't know. And, and all of these, like, you know, seasoned mm -hmm. Congress people and also mm -hmm. seasoned news people mm -hmm. are really getting their life over the half a trillion to climate because 
I mean, we've heard it on every channel memo, right? Where it's like, I mean, I remember the days when a trillion dollars was a lot. You know what I mean? So right. they were doing bills with Bush, like she mentioned, the the energy bill with Bush. There, There's no fucking way that was even near a trillion no. dollars. You know what I mean? So now, you know, the fact that it's getting done and it's having that much money dedicated to it. The bitch is getting her life. <laughs> yeah. And she is and good. I mean, like, remember how we accidentally watched Rachel Maddow the other night? <laughs> yes. Remember? Because our boy, Bill uh, McKibben, was on. Yep. And if you guys, if our 14 listeners haven't heard our episode with Bill McKibben, please go back and listen to it. It's called The Cabinet and the Climate. It's from December, like, 20. It's like the week of December 22nd in 2020. So it's just, it was just, it hasn't even been a year, but it's like almost been a year now. Bill McKibben is a legendary environmental activist, and we had him on way before Maddow, okay? <laughs> so it was like, oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you're welcome. But regardless, she had him on the other night, and we learned that the climate section of the Build Back Better plan, prior to being gutted by Joe Manchin, um, it was set to be, like, truly, truly transformative. And then Joe Manchin killed it because he owns a coal company in West Virginia. Mm. But it is still super historic in terms of climate because what Congress did was they took away any regulation or punitive costs aimed at like debilitative oil companies or coal companies like Joe Manchin's. And instead they put in incentives like tax breaks for companies who reach certain clean energy standards. Mm. So they basically did a workaround right. on Joe Manchin and his fucking, his lobbying demands. You can't even, I can't even get it. I, I, it's too, it's too the, he, the, the amount of power that he wields him in Drizma. I just can't take it. I know it's so it's, upsetting. It's obscene. But Congress is figuring it out. Yeah. Just like with not letting people get Medicaid and then they get when they the second they can figure it out because they really are a lot of these people they're brilliant and they're like okay well let's expand Obamacare then and right. they'll get the coverage anyway. They're going to get the help to the people you know. Right. So even though it's not as sweeping as out and out regulations and monetary fees and fines, which we would love, Bill McKibben said it will still be astronomical in terms of change and growth in the clean energy sector. And that means jobs, which is the other huge thing about this bill. The whole thing is supposed to be about strengthening the middle class and helping to lift people out of poverty. So along with child care and senior care, which will be enormously helpful, people need jobs. Jobs that pay real money. Hunty. Let's hear Nance Pelos. All three of these, health, planet, child care, et cetera, are all about the children. They're <laughs> also about jobs, 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 jobs how people access them, jobs that are created by the new green technologies, uh, jobs that are part of the national security of our country that is necessitated by our protection of the environment. And so it is a, a, an initiative that, that uh, gives a big tax cut to the middle class, creates jobs, good-paying jobs, lowers costs for families. She's not wearing reading glasses. <gasps> yeah, she doesn't need them. She's a badass bitch. And while making the wealthiest and big corporations pay their fair share. That's really the framework that the president shared with us this morning. And it's, uh, it's remarkable. It's remarkable in that it's a big vision, bigger vision than we've seen in a very long time, maybe dating back to President Franklin Roosevelt and mm. the New Deal some, in some respects to Lyndon Johnson, who had a great agenda as well. But I remind, we always remind everyone that Franklin Roosevelt had 319 Democrats in the Congress Oof. at the time, mm. and we have 220, mm. and uh, that, makes a big, that makes a big difference. That's why you a so badass when, bitch. Again, the transformative <laughs> agenda. The president was knowledgeable. I mean, he knows chapter and verse because he wrote this. He campaigned on this. He spoke to this in his State of the Union address. I told him last night and this morning on phone last night, but today in front of our colleagues that uh, when he gave that State of the Union address, we were standing behind, uh, sitting behind him, the Vice President of the United States, Kamala Harris, and, and the Speaker of the House, me. And uh, people said, how did it feel? How did it feel, the two women? I said, well, that was exciting and historic. But what was really exciting is the speech the president made about women, not about two women, but about America's women and what would happen with this uh, progressive agenda that he was putting forth. Sweet fucking Jesus. OK, 
Sweet Lady Jesus is all I have to say. Ugh! The vision of JoJo up there with Kiki and Nance standing behind him while he's talking about helping women and prioritizing women as the center of America's families for the first time ever is such big WAP energy. But Joe Biden has WAP and big dick energy. He's got both. Okay? Like, think about it. It's always been men and their needs as the primary breadwinners of the family that the government has always prioritized and the world and every fucking everything. And this shift is 100% because of the work of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and Nancy Pelosi and all of the progressive Democrats in Congress who worked their asses off like Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, Chuck Schumer, Pramila Jayapal, Katie Porter, Cori Bush, and many, many more. All the progressives. Thanks to all of the fucking real progressives in Washington, <laughs> people who are constantly made fun of and ridiculed, even by us. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Thanks to those progressives, the focus and the narrative has finally shifted off of the men in this country and onto the women and all they do for their fucking families. Like the women who are caring for their children and their parents (laughs) at the same time. They are finally going to get some respect on their goddamn names. And you know what, Mau Mau? Even the crystal meth (laughs) QAnon Republican cuntbag women Mm -hmm. who care for their young children as they pose them in front of the Christmas tree holding AK-47s while they build a mother-in-law wing for their elderly parents to live in, even those gross women still need help, even if they're too stupid to vote in their own best interests. That's right. They don't deserve it, but they're going to get it. And helping them will help us all, which is why we support it. We don't co-sign the philosophy, these people are worthy and these people aren't. We want to, (laughs) but we force ourselves not to because that would make us just like conservative Reagan assholes and the religious right. And we try really hard not to be hypocrites. We try. We don't always succeed, but we we do try. I mean, we try to stay aware of... It's hard not to begrudge those people who who actively don't want Democrats to have any of the benefits of it, you know? But... Again, it's just like that now we're the we're circling around and we're the problem. So regardless, we are so, 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 so proud of this goddamn bill. And it's not even all the way through yet, but it's it's definitely on its way. And it's fucking amazing. And ultimately, at the end of the day, all of the credit will go to Joe Biden and he deserves it. Mm-hmm. Right now, his approval rating is down to like 42 percent, which is so goddamn ridiculous. It makes me it physically makes me sick yeah. when I hear that. Yeah. My absolute favorite part of the Nance Pelosi press conference, and you knew I made you watch it like three times, yeah. was what she said about Joe Biden. Uh, then the third part of it, I talked about the care piece of it, the health care piece of it and this. This is quite remarkable and if you took any one piece of it it would be transformative and historic taking together it's quite a spectacular vision that president biden has put forth i salute him for it and when i tried to shall we say make a case for this or that he said you don't have to tell me i wrote it i know the particulars and that was what was so demonstrated this morning his his meticulous attention to detail his uh, encyclopedic knowledge of what everything that was mm. in the bill mm-hmm. uh, this we're really blessed with his leadership and when he goes uh, to these meetings with the with the, the g20 now and then to meet his holiness the pope and to go to uh, glasgow uh, we want him to go as strong as possible i we're really blessed with his leadership God. like a tear comes to the eye we are we, we are, are. Us at this podcast, we love motherfucking Joe Biden. He's like our favorite president. <laughs> he 100% is until Kamala Harris becomes president. Okay, now it's time to talk about a huge problem that is only just the tip of the iceberg. Okay, so evidenced by the raging wildfires, the nonstop death storms, the urgency surrounding the infrastructure package, and the message coming out of the climate conference in Glasgow this week, the planet isn't healthy, and it's clearly just the TT to tip of the melting motherfucking iceberg, pun intended. 
The planet is in serious, serious trouble, and it's clear that only Democrats are trying to do anything about it, and I don't get it. Do Republicans not love their children, <laughs> their grandchildren? At a certain point, this is going to catch up to their offspring, and mm-hmm. they know that it is. So at the most basic of levels, climate change is the rising temperature of the planet. That basic fact cannot be denied, and no one denies it. Literally, no one denies it. (laughs) What Republicans deny is that global warming is caused by humans. They claim that this is just another ice age or whatever. I don't even know. (laughs) Uh But And I'm like, okay. To that, I say, fine. Okay. The planet is warming naturally. Okay. If that's what you want to believe, then go believe it. But if we don't alter our behavior based on what we know about the rising temperature of the planet... We're going to fuck ourselves. (laughs) It's like saying, oh, whoops, the wind blew a bunch of glass into the pool. It wasn't anyone's fault. It was just a natural occurrence from the wind. Okay, well, great, but I'm still not going to swim in the pool. (laughs) And I'd also like to figure out a way to avoid having the wind blow glass in the pool if we can. (laughs) Otherwise, the pool's fucking useless. That's good. I love (laughs) that. That metaphor. (laughs) Everyone just wants to keep going about their merry motherfucking way without making any sacrifices, which ultimately is is the thing and i get it i want to be lazy and wasteful too i want to fly in airplanes and go on cruises and drive a huge truck and like everyone else as long as wasteful toxic shit is available to me i'll do it my huge truck is someone else's costco addiction but the minute that shit isn't available we all just figure it out we bitch and complain but we get on with it because what else are we gonna do I remember during Obama, I used this like exfoliating body scrub mm-hmm. and it had these little micro beads in it, which is pretty standard. Like, you know, like the fucking exfoliating yeah. beads. It's mm-hmm. like a thing. But this particular one was so good. And I never knew why. Like, I just it just it like it would like it was like taking you putting acid on your skin and it would take the layer <laughs> off. and You're like, oh, my God, this is great. But then one day in 2016, it just disappeared from the shelves and it was no longer available. And I had to search the fucking world from the top to the bottom for the shit. And I found the last available six on eBay and and I bought it, of course. And then I just had to let it go forever. And I never knew why. Well, apparently the little micro beads were plastic and they didn't dissolve. (gasps) And the Obama administration banned them. And I was so fucking shook when I found out because I was like, oh, my God, I'm a selfish earth killer. <laughs> but also. I would I have still kept using it if I could like that was the thing. It's like I I had no idea. But then when I found out, I was like, oh, my God, how many of those things did I use and how much? Of, but then it's like, you know, we we go on. We still use straws. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't anymore. Mm-hmm. But it's like you or you use things you know, consciously, like you cut the straws up or you do. Right. But we use things that we know are bad. The thing is that these companies don't stop making shit that they know is toxic to the planet. And like you said, we won't stop using it until it's not there. And the government has to regulate or these fucking companies will kill us for money and or kill all the animals or kill the planet. Right. They'll kill us for money. And they pretend that it isn't toxic. That's part of the problem, too. Yeah. Like. You're you look at us in the eye and say it's fine and we know that it's not. And then everyone just keeps doing it. Well, this week, Biden is at the COP26 Climate Summit in Scotland. It's hosted by the United Nations and it's basically a bunch of world leaders who get together to try and figure out what to do about the climate crisis. It's the 26th time they've done it, which pretty much proves how useless it is. However... At COP21 in 2015, Obama created the Paris Agreement, which was the largest global agreement to date about combating climate change. And now I know why he came home and banned the microbeads. That's right. Exactly. Because once you know, it's like the diapers. Once you know something, it's like the pigs. We we you I think if you had known it would have you would have it would have hurt you too much. You just would have. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, the microbeads are an easier sacrifice than diapers. But I feel like we can't expect, just like you said about your truck, and we can't expect people to not use diapers. They're there. They're for sale. They're so much easier. Mm -hmm. The only way people will stop using diapers is when they stop being made because they're killing us and killing the planet. And the only way they'll ever stop being made is by the government, unfortunately, because these corporations will never stop. They'll they stop. Of course, they'll never stop, which is why some people want regulation and some people don't. 
Also, just one last thing. It was at that COPD conference that Trump uh, famously pushed his way in front of all the leaders to get his picture taken. Look it up. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? Well, the Paris Agreement was the very first time that every country agreed to work together to limit global warming to 1.5 degrees and work together to adapt the impacts of climate change and also to give money in order to hit the goals. Obviously, Trump immediately removed us from the Paris Agreement. And the reason that he did that is because the fundamental argument between Republicans and Democrats is that Republicans believe that America shouldn't lose money and fall further behind in global commerce, while China and India, the other two largest contributors to global warming, sit back and do nothing and continue to make money hand over fist. Right. It's like Eric Swalwell told us. We are dependent on China for a lot of our battery manufacturing because making batteries is toxic to the planet and severely pollutes the surrounding environment. So that means we are highly dependent on China for our iPhones, electric cars, hybrid cars, toys, household appliances, electric tools, literally anything we recharge. <laughs> these fucking headphones I'm looking at, mm -hmm. like any, I, I, I recharge. What about our fucking tooth, toothbrushes? Oh, shit. Like, the amount of things I recharge at this point, to me, it's exhausting and annoying. And to know that huh. basically anything we recharge is probably the battery inside is provided and made by China is it's it's uh, disturbing, to say the least. And also, by the way, that's probably why they confiscated my fucking external iPhone charger <laughs> at the Beijing airport. Fucking dicks. Yeah. Uh -huh. But that leaves us between a rock and a hard place. If we make our own batteries to become independent of China and their bullshit, then we end up polluting our own country. And not for nothing, they never would have become the leading manufacturers of the lithium-ion battery if American corporations hadn't outsourced it to avoid regulation from our government. They basically just relocated the pollution to China. Which, even though China's really far away, turns out, sweetie, it's still on this planet. Right. I probably would have made that mistake in the 80s, too. If I was in the government <laughs> in the 80s, I probably would have been like... Okay, we can't we can't make that here. That's gonna kill people here. Yeah, make it in China. <laughs> I mean, I just I just know I'm already so like materialistic and like just up my own ass. I think in the eighties, everybody <laughs> probably would have not everybody, but most people would have thought that way. It's like made in China, made in China. It doesn't even affect you. You don't even think about it. But now, now that we've become, I think at least for me, I feel like the level that we understand what we did to outsource all of our jobs to China or Mexico or India or whatever. And now that we know that China, the government of China literally apparently doesn't care if they live or die. No. And the, the we level saw, we saw the pollution there was. Oh my God. The pol you can't deny the pollution there. You can't deny that there's no labor laws. There's no, I mean, they, I, I don't know. I guess they hate the planet and they hate people. I have to think. And we just pushed it over there. We relocated it and with no concern for even just those people dying. Or no, those of course people not. Working, you know. Right. So and that's also why Eric Swalwell co-chaired the Critical Materials Caucus, because he said that we have the minds and we have the resources here in America. But what we need to do is create the technology to make the batteries and the critical materials in a way that doesn't pollute the environment. And that's going to be where the advantage lies, making power with clean energy. The first nation to do that literally holds the key to the survival <laughs> of the world. And that will be the key to the Shark Tank, the biggest Shark Tank deal <laughs> in Shark Tank history. Imagine it. And that's why they're offering all the green technology incentives in the human infrastructure bill. It's a race to figure it out. And the majority of rotted corporate America doesn't give a fuck. DuPont didn't care when they spent over a decade dumping toxic waste in Wisconsin and Delaware and Pennsylvania. And that's just one company from one movie with Mark Ruffalo. There's tons of other movies with other big stars about corporate America killing the environment and us along with it. Aaron Brockovich with Julia Roberts. The East with Ellen Page. Good one. Love that one. Pro <laughs> Promised Land with Matt Damon. Michael Clayton with George Clooner. Secret of My Success with Michael J. Fox. I love that one. Men at Work with Charlie Sheen and Emilio Sheen. Silkwood with Meryl Streep and Cher, by the way. Or Siriana starring George Clooney and Matt Damon together. Both of them. That's a double. Wow. Just I don't know how you live after you see that just one. double climate wrongness <laughs> so the thing about Syriana Mamam is that it's about 
massive corruption in the oil industry, mm. which I think we can all agree that big oil companies are above and beyond the most prolific offenders when it mm -hmm. comes to pollution and global warming. Yeah. They are barna on the central yeah. figures in bringing the world to the brink of climate <laughs> catastrophe. And they are also the worst fucking liars yeah. about the clear link of gas emissions and climate change. Mm -hmm. They have spent many decades and millions of dollars trying to hide how hard they fucked the earth. <laughs> so last Thursday, while Biden was in Europe prepping for the climate summit in Scotland, the House Congressional Oversight Committee called in the CEOs of the four big oil companies, ExxonMobil, Chevron, Shell, and BP, to testify before Congress about the years of lies and misinformation <laughs> They have fed the public in a clear effort to prioritize profits over people. It's the first time that's ever happened. It was it's historical on so many levels and just it's not nowhere near on the news enough. And I'm no. deeply offended. Yeah. So we're bringing it to you. Here's Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib from Michigan giving it to the CEO <laughs> of Chevron, Michael Worth, at the hearing. So, uh, you know, I need Chevron to cut the check. You owe $50 billion to indigenous communities and people that you harmed for profit. This is not about vilifying these companies. This is about accountability. You all know we're all paying the cost from our public health to our environment, the actions that you take, and you're hiding behind subsidiaries and it's wrong. These are residents putting ballot initiatives on their local ballot to make a difference to save our planet get out of the way so they can do the work for the people in the community they live in. Thank you and I yield. Basically saying that local people living in, a, you know, any indigenous community with a pipeline or Alaska or wherever, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That we know that the pipeline was going through. Mm -hmm. It was like a whole deal with Trump. Any local person who's like, yeah, no, we can't fucking breathe. We're, we're having a bunch of issues with the water and whatever. They go in their local government to try and make changes in their li little local government until these school board things no one gave a fuck about their local government literally no one and so these people are going in like yeah you know this pollution it's like ruining my farm or my my animals are getting sick or my children and then these big oil companies are coming in with all their money and doing these campaigns to like get these these local people yeah. and their legislation kicked off the fucking ballot it it's insane. I have to say the one of the movies that with the Matt Damon, the one with the fracking, that's a good one about to yeah. watch with the local. The promised land. Yeah, the promised land because it goes real, real local. And they get they 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 have people like missionaries. There's so many of them, you know, where they go out to small towns to like to to contract them to frack or to, to yeah, get the ballots taken out to lie to all of this. It's just like you want to talk about. And so when Republicans talk about not regulating or they don't want regulation or there's good jobs, those are the jobs they're talking about. Those are the jobs you want to keep. You want to keep lying missionaries going around the country to get people to frack or to take initiatives off ballots because people are getting cancer. Like, I understand they need to have jobs, too. But there's a there's a transition that we all need to go through where those jobs need to end and the new jobs need to come in. And no, no Republican or Libertarian or Independent seems to want to have to go through that. And all of the people working at the plant at DuPont when they're making the Teflon fucking pans that all got sick, mm. they wish somebody would have told them the mm -hmm. truth and they could have decided. They wouldn't be standing lobbying going, we need these jobs, yep. these factories, these these coal mines yep. that kill, like, it just the people that work there themselves, yeah. you know, get so sick. <sighs> The House Oversight Committee has about 50 members, but some of the notable Democratic stars on the committee are Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Rashida Tlaib, Jamie Raskin, Ayanna Presley, Katie Porter, Ro Khanna, and Cori Bush. I think that the thing with this hearing is, it might seem lame, we all use gas. We've always used it in one way or another. We need it. But the thing with this hearing is accountability. These oil companies have always used their money to hire lobbyists and make attack ads to push their agenda in Washington. And for the most part, it worked because at the end of the day, Congress people are still just people who have no job security and who are underpaid. And this makes them susceptible to corruption. So fine. The oil companies exploited this and manipulated government to get their agenda through. But the issue now that makes this hearing more important than ever 
is accountability in the age of Facebook mm. and the public brainwashing that's going on across all of Mark Zuckerberg's platforms. These oil companies have moved well beyond manipulating oil legislation for profit. They are now using Facebook to brainwash half the world mm. to believe that climate change is a hoax. The absolute danger of that cannot be overstated. <laughs> it's like how the people in Squid Game were fooled into thinking that they're playing a harmless kids game. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't harmless, was it? They were all going to die. And so are we if we don't fucking wake up these mind-controlled morons. It's so far beyond lobbyists in Washington. It's literally your aunt and uncle telling you that climate change is a hoax because they read it on Facebook because an oil company spent a hundred mil spends a hundred million dollars a month on Facebook. I obviously I can't fucking sleep at night because I can't fucking <laughs> stand Facebook, but this is just goes it's it just it never ends with this goddamn rotted fucking platform. So here's Congressman Ro Khanna. Ironically he's he's a Democratic congressman from Silicon Valley. That's fine. <laughs> Um, that's fine. Um, here he is at the hearing, summing it up perfectly. You know what? So here's what's so frustrating, because I actually think I don't think I really don't think you're as bad as the CEOs of the past. I don't. I, I, I think you you have tough jobs. You got there. You got a horrible record on stuff. You're figuring out how you don't get into litigation trouble while really trying to tell the truth. It's a tough act. I mean, I don't envy you. And I don't believe you purposely want to be out there spreading climate disinformation. But you're funding these groups, and they're really having an impact. You know, they're, they're, they're spending millions of dollars in Congress to kill electric vehicles. And they're spending millions of dollars against the, 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 the methane gas. And you could do something here. You could tell them to knock it off for the sake of the planet. You could end it. You could end that lobbying. Would any of you take the opportunity to look at API and say, stop it? No. Any of you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, Ro, we all, <laughs> none of us can. No. We want to, no. Now it's time for So There's That. Right, so this is the part of the show where Julie has to find a so there's that moment that's happening because of or in spite of the diarrhea toilet Republicans, <laughs> the calculated corporate climate killers, the Facebook metaverse conspiracy cunts, and the vindictive mm. virtue signaling liberal losers. Yeah. We are all somewhere on that spectrum fighting for our team to win the race of rights in America. And even though every week brings us closer and closer to a civil war... <laughs> And Meow Meow and I are sober and only doing mushrooms and, and other drugs we find <laughs> around. We know that we can always count on the hopeful story of your So There's That <laughs> to get us through mm -hmm, the week. Yeah. So what did you find this week? Okay, so let's just get right into it. Okay. Um, I felt this week it was very important to stop hammering home the animal abuse of the world uh, and start focusing on people. And they're annoying problems. So, and the most annoying problem of all, I think that we can all relate to that people have is anyone? Money. Money. That is correct. <laughs> money. And no one is worse with money than me. A huge issue that was rolling around the Biden campaign and the election, of course, with progressives and Bernie Sanders, we've heard over and over and over and over and over again is free college and get rid of student debt. Now, I have to admit, as a person who doesn't have student debt, because I had the privilege of my parents paying for my useless college education. White privilege, white, <laughs> white, rich privilege. However. I mean, I have white privilege, too, but my parents didn't pay for my school. So right. it's more like rich privilege. <laughs> yeah. Well, how can I even defend it? However, I'm terrible with money and math and being responsible because no one taught me any of those things. Now, basically, shame isn't really a teaching method that works for me. Like, why are you so bad with money? Or, you know, why are you in debt? Or whatever. And I don't know how to answer those things because I don't, I, I just- Remember how you no, got there. I have no, I have no, <laughs> uh, there's no recollection. So 
Uh, to me, a credit card was a thing you get. You don't have to pay. Great. I can have everything I want. Awesome. And just pay a little at a time. Great. No one explained shit to me. So then you throw an immature ADD artistic left-handed idiot lesbian into the world and said, know how to do everything right. Well, what do you think happened? I did everything wrong. My parents, however, gave me the incredible gift of no student debt. But due to my personal issues, I do have regular crippling debt. <laughs> now, I'd love my credit card debt to be relieved, but it won't be. And apparently that just makes me a loser. But if you have student debt, you're a hero and you deserve to go to school for free and we should all pay for it. I sound like a Republican. <laughs> Thing is, once Joe Biden made it clear it was to be community college that would be free, I was super into it. Like public schools. I can totally get down with that. Offering everyone across any board the ability to go and receive higher education if that's what you want. The expensive private schools remain what they are overpriced rape festivals for overprivileged kids of rich people. Now, I went to a lower end one of these institutions, so it was less rape, more party drugs and learning how to birth myself and roll around on the floor in acting class. Either way, low cost or free community college is the ticket. Joe Biden wanted this in his build back corny plan. <laughs> yeah. But of course, Republicans aren't having any of that. Republicans and fake independents and libertarians who really are just Republicans who don't care about any social issues and have zero faith and would assume see you drown than help anyone <laughs> have decided that every single human being needs to pick themselves up by their bootstraps and be a self-made man. What's absurd is about that whole idea is one, picking yourself up by your bootstraps is a racist statement born from slavery times and being a self-made man isn't possible, and somewhere down the road, the man got himself some help. Now, what's happened with the infrastructure plan that Joe Manchin and Kristen Jizima have been single-handedly ruining is that they shot down relieving student debt. Though I'm not that mad at that because we all have debt, and all debt sucks. And maybe the thing would be to alleviate all debt or reduce or ease back on minimum payments or APR percentages. Like maybe if the $200 I paid toward my Amex every month really went toward the balance and not the $112 monthly fake fee on purchases and bullshit, we could all get out of debt sooner. Or maybe if they helped with regular debt, then those parents who chose to have children, unlike <laughs> us, could maybe pay for some of their college <laughs> instead of saddling them with student loan debt because usually parents only make kids take out student loans because they themselves can't afford to pay for their college because they themselves are in crippling debt. Bam. And the truth is the bank doesn't want any of us to get out of debt because then they continue to get richer. However, the good news is, and what Biden and the Democrats have done is to absorb and come back from this whole entitlement of having free college to offering larger Pell Grants, which will in turn ease some of the burden students are facing if they go to community college, and I am into it. So the And I always say, if somebody is motivated enough to fucking try and apply for something, because that's all a bunch of paperwork mm -hmm. and it's annoying, and then you're all scared with everything you do, like, will they take away my Pell Grant? Will mm -hmm. I get in trouble? It's like, then you really want to go to that school, and you will then go do it, and you will do something with your yeah. degree. Yeah, so the thing is, it's the free college is not going to be a thing. Like, sorry, everyone. If I see that Amazon commercial one more time where the guy's like, I want you to pay for my whole education. Me, yeah, totally. And then Amazon's like, that's what we do if you come work for us. And I'm just like, fucking pay for some of your education, you dick. Like, I'm sorry, I can't. The entitlement is so gross. And also, Amazon, go destroy the planet more and <laughs> exactly, go to space. Exactly. Go to space. But the great thing is that the Biden administration wants Pell Grants to expand. So here's an excerpt from an article I read on CNN. The latest proposal would add $500 to the maximum Pell Grant, currently set at $6,495. The award, a key part of the federal financial aid system since the 70s, doesn't need to be paid back and can be used by qualifying low-income students to pay for tuition, fees, room, and board, as well as other education-related costs. One big benefit of Pell Grants is they can help cover other things besides your education, besides just the tuition and fees. First time, full time undergraduate students at public two year colleges have been receiving enough grant aid on average to cover their tuition and fees. That's great. So which is they don't have to pay it back. 
It's the other costs for books, laptops, transportation, housing, and food that many community college students end up taking out loans to pay for. Those additional expenses total an average of about 15000 a year for a full-time student and would not necessarily be covered by a free tuition program. With that said, this is not the end-all be-all, but at the end of the day, if he can boost the Pell Grant program, that will help a lot of prospective students. And if you want to go to college bad enough, I don't think there's anything wrong with one having to exert some effort and work in order to do so. Americans want everything for free, but complain about taxes and don't want to pay for anything. The reason people in Sweden have free college is because they pay 70% in taxes, and it'll be a cold day in hell before Americans do this. The Pell Grant system is not a free pass to go to school, but it can not only help get you there, it will help you after for the simple fact that you don't have to pay it back. And I am in. So there's that. So that's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Politics. Thank you guys for listening to our stupid podcast. We love and appreciate all 14 of you so much. If you're new here and you like us, but you'd rather not hear about politics, please consider checking out our Patreon podcast. We do two a week every week. They're both an hour and we post them on Sundays. So you have all week to listen to them. That's right. They're a dollar each. And when you sign up, you will immediately get access to our huge back catalog, which has hundreds of hours of stupid, stress-free, ad-free, timeless podcasts. In fact, we got a message from Esme Barrios who said, my thirst is real. I became a member at the beginning of the month and my goal is to go from the beginning to now. I'm about halfway through and I love you guys. I've been getting my life. It was so crazy listening to the Matt Lauer episode, knowing everything that happened afterward. And then the morning show featuring Julie. Talk about full circle. Thank you for making me laugh every day. Hmm. So sweet, right? Mm -hmm. And if Esme's message got you curious to see what it's like, you can listen to a free episode right now. It's called Windows Up Sing Time. And the link to the free episode is in the description of this podcast down below, or you can go to our website, julianbrandy.com, and there's a button on every page that says click to listen to our free Patreon episode. And you can listen to the whole hour right there from your phone or your computer or your tablet or whatever. You don't have to download anything or sign up for anything. It's super easy. So you have nothing stopping you from going and <laughs> listening to the free episode. Nothing at all. And if you're in the Atlanta area, don't forget about our live podcast. It's November 20th. November 20th, our special guest is Dr. Jackie from Married to Medicine, and there is a rumor that Bravo might be filming it for the show. So if you're a Bravo lurk, you're not going to want to miss it. No. And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. And Nance. How'd you do, I? See, you've met my faithful hand in hand. He's just a little broad dime because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man by the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Let me show you a rhyme and maybe play you a sign. You look like you're both pretty groovy. Or if you want something visual that's not too abysmal. We could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat world. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. 
by the light of the night It'll all seem all right I'll get you a satanic mechanic I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Night Or maybe a bite Night I could show you my favorite obsession I've been making a man With blonde hair and a tan And he's good for relieving my tension I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> hey, hey, I'm just a sweet transvestite Transsexual Transylvania <laughs> So, come up to the lab And see what's on the slab I see you shiver with anticipation But maybe the rain is really to blame So I'll remove the cause <laughs> But not the symptom <laughs> <laughs> 